Everything that you are is based on your environment. Whether you want to admit it or not, our choices and our actions are shaped by those who we surround ourselves with. You probably all heard you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, it's true. Maybe not to the point that we don't have any individuality, but the impact is very evident. You ever seen a biker gang walk into a restaurant or a group of college frat boys hanging at the mall? Try to tell me that they don't have an influence on each other. They're basically all the same. And it's why our human nature yearns to find community or our tribe. Don't get me wrong. Community is great. and We all need it. We can't do life on our own and we need a support system around us. Going at life by yourself, it's it's never going to happen. You need a team, a tribe, a community. However, the choices who you choose to be in your community is what shapes you. And like every frozen yogurt place these days, we get to customize and choose the people that we spend the most time with every single day. So I know you're probably saying, yeah, but when I get to the office, I have to be around this person or I have to work with that person on a company project. True, but awareness and recognition of the surrounding shaping phenomena are half the battle. The other half, what most people don't realize is that we are a product of our own self-created environment. Do you ever wonder why the receptionist who is vastly overweight but has a variety of candy and chocolate and jelly beans at her desk for clients to choose from when they come to the office but but she personally can't seem to lose weight or he personally can't seem to lose weight or why the father who can never shut off his work and has a mobile office in the kitchen and a small desk with a computer in the family room there's a reason for that there's a reason why he can't shut it off with that right there in his environment without even knowing it our environment shapes who we are this story might seem a little out of our world but the core is the internal struggle that we all deal with the battle of fitting in and letting our environment control us versus controlling our environment and being the master of our choices okay i won't say the player's name as he is still in the NBA, but let's just call him Marcus for the, for the sake of the name of the story. So when I was coaching with the Brooklyn Nets, Marcus was very young in his career, very young and very impressionable. A great kid at heart and someone to this day I consider a close friend. However, Marcus was a follower, a product of his surroundings and a product of a stifling term of fitting in. Like I mentioned, Marcus was young in his career, so he wasn't making the type of money the veterans around him were making, especially the former all-star veterans and their checks that they would bring in every other week. But as environment and as peer pressure of fitting in go, Marcus couldn't let anyone know he wasn't able to live the lifestyle, the MPA lifestyle. This consisted of high stakes poker games and airplane rides that are common practice in the NBA. And when I say high stakes, I mean really high stakes. I've seen over $20,000 change owners in one hand. These poker games are normally reserved for the older, more well-off, more set in their financial ways bets. And of course, the occasionally young buck trying to fit in. This was Marcus in this case. The bad news, Marcus didn't even know how to play poker. I'll let you imagine how those games went. The NBA is also known for having groupies lining up at the hotel waiting for players, coaches, whoever it might be to return after the game. 
yeah, all these stories that you thought might be fabricated, yeah, they're pretty true. And for Marcus, a committed boyfriend to his longtime high school sweetheart, the pressure to fit in consumed him. I remember walking back to the hotel at LA Live across the street from the Staples Center after getting beat by the Lakers to the trip of four less than modestly dressed girls asking me if they knew where Marcus was. They were all there for him. Marcus had fallen victim to his environment once again, victim to the lifestyle that is perceived. Marcus had fallen victim to his environment. Instead of being the kind-hearted, faithful to his girlfriend, non-extravagant person that he was, he was now covered in tattoos all over his arms, wearing gold chains far more expensive than he could afford, losing weeks' paychecks every poker game flight. Marcus was lost. I saw this unfolding in front of my eyes like a slow motion car crash and I knew I had to do something about it before he ended up out of the league and broke. It's been a long belief of mine that one of the worst things you can do for people is to not try to help pick them up when they fall. A lot of people might not want the help, but they know they know the help. So it's not telling them what they have to do, but it's offering a hand to lift them up. The majority of people in this situation are screaming for that help on the inside, but muster only a word in downhill spiral fall. So I took Marcus out to dinner on the road to a sushi spot in Cleveland. Hey, don't ask me why I picked sushi in Cleveland. It goes so far against one of my core beliefs of never eating sushi in a city less than 100 miles away from the ocean. Regardless, Cleveland, it's uh, the furthest city in America away from the ocean, basically. Anyways, we're eating sushi in Cleveland. I asked Marcus where he wanted to be in five years. He, of course, responded with an NBA All-Star on a max contract. I knew this would be his answer, so I probed deeper. And what are you going to do every day to get one step closer to that goal? Hoop, he said. Now, for all of you out there who don't know the basketball world lingo, which, of course, I don't expect you to, the term hoop means to dominate on court, basically be the man in games. Marcus, you're not even getting minutes on the floor. I remember responding with. I went on to ask him if he thought the life that he was living, and he didn't know I knew everything that was going on, would align with his goals of being an NBA All-Star on a max contract. I asked him about his girlfriend. I asked him about his finances. I asked him if he felt like he was being true to himself. I asked him if he took away basketball from his life, could he look himself in the mirror and be proud of the person staring back at him? That's when he broke down. He spilled all to me as a tsunami of guilt, burdens, pressures, fears, inadequacies all built up into one giant wave came pouring out. Marcus had reached the bottom of the barrel, but not only were the vices I had known about come out. So did multiple stories of hard drugs, alcohol, binges. Marcus and I talked deep into the night. And by the time we realized that it was past midnight and we were at least 12 flights of bad sushi rolls deep, Marcus and I devised a game plan for him to control his environment and not let his surroundings, teammates, and peer pressure fitting in derail his life and steal his identity. Marcus changed that night. Marcus changed not because I helped him figure out that he was falling, but because he knew deep down he wasn't being true to who he really was. The environment that nearly left Marcus on the streets is now an environment that Marcus makes a point of taking young, young teammates under his wing and mentoring them on how to avoid the peer pressures of living the life in the NBA. Marcus's NBA career is healthy and thriving. His relationship with his high school sweetheart is healthy. He is healthy. 
Marcus successfully turned around an environment that controlled him and became a master of his choices. Marcus learned how to control his environment and did not let his environment control him. The people he surrounded himself with is who he became and he just decided to make better choices. And so if you're wondering, Marcus hasn't yet became an all-star, but also it hasn't been five years yet. Environment is everything. It is at least for how we go about developing our habits. And habits are what define us. The daily votes for who you are. Our superhero power of choice. Think about this. If I'm trying to eat healthy and by my bed I have a big stash of Doritos that I have to pass before getting into bed. I mean... What's wrong with a handful of Doritos now and then? Just just one handful, right? Everything in moderation? That's the 80-20 rule, right? Well, how about if I don't even have that bag of Doritos there in the first place? What do you think would work better? But let's say I do. And let's say I put it on the cabinet furthest away from my bedside. And I put a child lock on it. Now, it's not only far away in proximity, but it's also going to take me a while and some effort to get that cabinet open. Before bed, you think I want to do that? No way. Triggering my mind that I probably shouldn't be having those Doritos, making it the accessibility much, much more difficult. Nothing changed. The Doritos are still in my possession. They're still in my bedroom. But instead of having them directly in the proximity of easy access, now they become a chore to dig into all based on the setup of my environment. Set up your environment for how you want your best day to be set up. Personally, myself, I make sure I have the things that I know are going to help me continue to grow to the person I want to become placed around my house in areas that I know I'll pass by often. For example, my Bible, my guitar, pictures of my family and loved ones, my calendar of daily events, buckets to accomplish that I know I need to do, want to do in order for personal growth, a kettlebell to pick up every once in a while throughout the day so I can give it a couple swings and make sure that I'm staying active. No chair by my computer, so I make sure that I'm standing as I'm more efficient when I am standing and working. Large water jugs right next to my workstation to make sure I am always staying hydrated. And many more things to help myself live the best day that I can possibly live every single day. And it's all set up on the environment that I have created. So here's my challenge for you. And do it right now. No better time than the right now. Make a shift. Make a mindset shift of two to three things in your room, in your house that you can put in proximity, that you can put in proximity that will help you grow. Maybe it is the water jug. Maybe it's no chair. Maybe it's the kettlebell. Whatever it is for you, make that shift. Also, take two to three things. Let's just say, let's say two. Two to make it simple. Take two things out of your environment, out of your environment that make it hard, make it very difficult to grab the chip, the bag of Doritos or grab the soda or just lounge around on the couch. Take those out of your environment and see how you grow. See how you grow as a person you want to become and living every single day with ultimate joy, passion for what you do and overall confidence in you, who you are. It all helps. Habits by the environment. It's a small mindset shift, but one that can make all the difference in your day.